0: Hi everyone, uh, my name Laura and I'm one of the elves that works for the mental elf and I'm joined today by um, Gemma Sharp who's giving a presentation at the upcoming SMHR conference. So Gemma, do you want to just tell us a briefly a little bit about yourself?
1: For sure, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I'm a researcher and a clinical psychologist and I run the body image research group at Monash Uni in Melbourne and I love the work that I do. I'm really excited to be presenting on this project. It's one of my favorite projects of all time. It's about KIT, the positive body image chatbot. Uh, A chatbot's a computer program that uses AI to have human-like conversations. And we've taught our chatbot, KIT, how to have positive body image conversations. And I'm going to be telling the audience all
0: about how we developed KIT. So tell me a bit more about KIT then. How did you come up with KIT?
1: So kit was uh, an idea that popped into my brain uh, back in 2018 long time ago now yeah. uh, I was actually with a patient and I thought we were doing some really good uh, discussions around social media and how to make it a more positive experience. Mm-hmm. But then my uh, patient returned the next week and said, Yeah, that discussion was really good. But when, once I was actually on social media, I kind of forgot everything that you said. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit disheartening as a psychologist. Mm-hmm. But I realized that we needed that voice of positive body image to be there 24 7 for people to access on the platforms where they're experiencing some distress. And that's where Kit
0: chatbot came to life. That's super interesting I think that's that's a really interesting thought you know that um, I guess you can do something in the room you know as a clinician and whatever but um, does that really translate to the real world I guess?
1: I wish it translated more I I like to think I'm a powerful psychologist but (laughs) clearly not and that's why I enlisted Kit to help me in between sessions.
0: And so is it mainly young people that you work with?
1: I work across the age spectrum, Um, so the youngest of people in their teens all the way through to people in their 60s. Um, I suppose because my expertise is in body, image, and eating disorders, I do tend to have people more in the younger categories.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was just thinking about what you said there about um, you know we, we all sort of know sadly the negative side effects of social media and how that can impact on um, people's views of their own body and things like that um, but I guess you know when you think about social media you tend to think about young people right?
1: Indeed yeah I, I mean I think there are of course people older people using social media to connect mm. with uh, friends loved ones etc but I suppose the generation who have grown up on social media yes they are the ones we
0: tend to be targeting. Kit is a chatbot that helps. Um, well, what does Kit do? If I if I was um, spoken to by Kit on social <laughs> media, if I was DM'd, what would Kit be saying to me? Uh, so after Kit's initial greeting, saying that Kit is a
1: chatbot and not a real person, so uh, just lower your expectations slightly. <laughs> um, Kit has two different uh, pathways: so people seeking help for themselves mm-hmm. and people seeking help for a loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the con- there is crossover in the content between both pathways or conversations. Mm-hmm. But the two main types of conversations Kit's capable of having are uh, education based, so teaching people about the causes of and consequences of body image concerns and what it can lead to, what to look out for. And the other is our suite of now 19 different coping strategies, evidence-based coping strategies. Um, And these tend to be CBT and mindfulness-based. And these these are just like the ones I teach in my clinic, but a chatbot version of them. So we call them like micro skills or micro interventions.
0: Okay, awesome. And who who would Kit be talking to? How would Kit identify that someone might need this sort of support?
1: This is a great question you have there. So it, um, obviously the, the pathway that people choose determines Kit's conversation. So if people are looking for help for themselves, Kit is going to suggest more of those kind of coping skills, whereas help for another, Kit tends to direct more towards that kind of educational pathway and how to talk to your loved one about seeking support.
0: Okay. And so, but in terms of like starting that first conversation, Mm. would would Kit, um, you know, would Kit be sort of responding to content that's been posted on social media or how how does that work? That is such a great
1: question. That is work that's upcoming. Okay. Current Kit is not quite clever enough for that, but that is in the pipeline. So we really want to be able to have a sense of where users have come from and give that really individual um, conversation straight away.
0: OK, so at the moment, it's something that the user would seek out themselves. Yeah, would- it, it is more directed by the user. But um,
1: there are there are pop ups on Facebook and Instagram, as well as the Butterfly Foundation's website. So if people are hanging about on there and see a cute little green character, that's cute.
0: OK, I think that's a really interesting point as well. The reason I was asking is because, you know, I think sometimes, um, well, my, my area of research is um, social media and its role in suicide um and i think interesting yeah and so obviously there are some parallels there and um you know there's a heap of work that's been done about um you know facebook can now sort of search through algorithms and Mm. identify if someone's at risk of suicide and then sort of you know be the proactive person to reach out and say hey we noticed you posted this we're a bit worried about you can you tell us Mm. more about it um and i think that's just a really interesting point because you know, on the one hand, it sounds great and it sounds really supportive, but on the other hand, it's it's a robot. <laughs> like, it doesn't mm. necessarily know to distinguish, um, you know, um, distress from non-distress, and it doesn't necessarily know how to deal with that in the most appropriate way. I just wonder what your thoughts were on that in this context. Oh, this. It is
1: so challenging, as you said, that context and that understanding that we have as humans mm. versus artificial intelligence like I think I suppose the way artificial intelligence is portrayed in movies tv shows it seems to be a lot smarter than it actually is in reality yeah. and I think sometimes people may have uh, some unrealistic expectations for what it's capable of doing yeah but I mean the chatbot is only as smart as the data you give it to learn off
0: sure. um,
1: so I think I suppose um, the the Version of KID I'm discussing at the conference is the first iteration, but we already have the, the second iteration in build, which is smarter again. So I think if you allow us to learn over time, we will hopefully get to that point of being able to differentiate those more subtle differences in the user's output, as you're saying.
0: How do you see this sort of thing in the future? Um, you know do you see it replacing sort of more traditional face-to-face clinical support or, um, you know? yes I'd like to retire uh, and have, kid can run my clinic uh, I yeah. think
1: uh, I think there is something so special about two humans coming to talk together about mental health that no robot will ever replace yeah I think chatbots will hopefully become better and better assistants, um, particularly helping people outside of those sessions. Yeah. Uh, but I think no way would it ever replace the human
0: interaction that is just yeah, so special. So then I guess I'm just playing devil's advocate here, Gemma, but mm. um, in, in, that, in that case, why do we need Kit? What, why yeah,
1: you? <laughs> I think it, it's a great question and I think uh, obviously a psychologist like me can't be available 24-7. Oh, wow. I can't see tens of thousands of people like Kit serves has served in its lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, it is basically just accessibility, no cost to users, that 24-7 access. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a lot of advantages in that way that humans don't. <laughs>
0: We have a number of people that listen to our podcast that um you know may have experience of eating disorders themselves or supporting other people with eating disorders um I guess what what would be your take-home message for those people from um this research that you've been conducting
1: well come have a chat with Kit obviously <laughs> <laughs> tell us what you think um I think I suppose I would like to let them know that I feel like we, we as researchers haven't done enough for them
0: mm. and
1: I, I hope this really changes. Uh, we've got the National Eating Disorder Research Centre in Australia being established. Um, I I want to think that we will have treatments for eating disorders that are comparable to the other psychiatric disorders and as effective because at the moment I do think we're lagging behind and I just want to apologize for that but we're working really hard to, um, to give them what they need and be more available for treatment because there's not enough of us on the ground to treat them either.
0: Yeah that's a really interesting point I, I know um one of the other plenaries that's happening at smhr is a, a panel on eating disorders and mm. i was really shocked to see um you know how how little funding eating disorders get oh
1: it's just it's considering more. the prevalence it's just yes yeah. it's it's um it boggles the mind <laughs> yeah yeah it's um, um, and and body image concerns are more prevalent, again, as a risk factor for
0: eating disorders. And yeah, it's a, a big cascade effect. And actually, just thinking about that. So one of the things that I think that that panel speaks about in their plenary is that there's a big overlap between eating disorders and um, obviously other sort of psychosocial issues, I guess. Yes. Um, and one of those things is that people with eating disorders are at a much higher risk of suicide. Um, yes sadly so I wondered how how does Kit deal with that if there's you know issues raised about someone's immediate safety or the safety of somebody else what what happens then it's a great question
1: and something we considered for a very long time before we launched KIT. So KIT has been trained on a range of trigger words um, so that uh, KIT gives those, um, make sure you call lifeline, call butterfly helpline, call the crisis support lines if any of those words are mentioned. We would rather be, I suppose, to be seen to be too risk-averse than not risk-averse enough. Mm. Um, so there's the get urgent help uh, button pretty much in every conversation that kit has as well so if if someone's uh level of uh, distress was to escalate whilst talking with kit that get help button is right
0: there yeah okay that's that's really helpful to know because yeah sadly like you say i think that's likely to be um a topic of conversation with kids. it is
1: it is and because having an eating disorder you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy it is a truly awful experience
0: yeah. and it is
1: no surprise that people are feeling very bad about
0: their lives um when they're
1: experiencing them
0: yeah absolutely and another thing I was just thinking of then so you said um I think you said something like it's you know something that you really considered was um how how to deal with that um when you say you um, who does that involve? Who, who was involved in It did sound very singular, didn't it? I, I apologise. <laughs> no, no, I'm, just, I'm mean, just interested to know. Oh,
1: I mean, Kit Kit went through an extensive co-design process mm-hmm. with uh, people with a lived experience of body image concerns and or eating disorders aged uh, 13 and up. Yeah. And we also co-designed with our parents and carers. And uh, there were multiple stages, multiple iterations to make sure that the dialogue was suitable and understandable and appropriate and the same with Kit's green character as well that went through multiple iterations too so it was an extensive co-design process that was um brilliantly helped by people with the lived experience uh, because without them I think Kit would probably just sound a lot like me and not be very effective so um so we really do owe it to them because Kit was for them and made by them and we're so grateful to everyone who helped along the way.
0: I guess we've touched on this a little bit, but I just wonder what what are your future visions for Kit? If there was no sort of, um, you know, no limitations, no funding oh. limitations, no nothing, where would you like Kit to go?
1: I have so many ideas. We're actually, we're... Um, uh, we're possibly building another chatbot at the moment. I won't get into too many details. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe Kit will have a cousin in the not too distant okay. future. Um, but I think. Ultimately, I want Kit to have the best AI possible and that's what the next iterations are, just better understanding, providing better answers, enhancing user engagement Mm -hmm. um, and I suppose doing brilliant uh, randomised control trials and things like that, just making sure that we have the most effective chatbot possible.
0: Yeah. Great. And one last question, Gemma, I've got to ask. Why Kit? Why the name Kit? (laughs) Yes. um, People think it stands for something. It it doesn't.
1: Uh, I I hate to disappoint anyone. (laughs) We actually were given a whole bunch of names by our graphic design team and we took a vote and and Kit won. Um, Kit was my favourite as well, I think because Kit is gender neutral, which Uh. Kit's character aims to be as well. Yeah. Um, It's uh, it's obviously a nice short name, easy to say. Um, it's kind of interesting that it's kind of the opposite of tick in TikTok.
0: Ooh, um, and yeah. TikTok
1: was kind of emerging as we were building kits. so so yes, it's just it's a it's a nice gender neutral name that people can say and suited the character we designed
0: awesome well thanks so much Gemma for um telling us a bit about Kit I feel like I've gotten to know Kit very well
1: oh thank you Kit's my (laughs) chatbot child I'm always happy to brag about my chatbot child
0: anytime I'm I'm always happy to hear about chatbot children because they are (laughs) the future right they so are (laughs) great well thanks so much Gemma we'll speak to you soon thanks so much for having me